Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, and it is time for the tea. Tea Time with Dr. Tarver is a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. Welcome to the second week of April. I hope you enjoyed your Holy Week last week. If you celebrate or have sprung into spring, even though the weather may or may not necessarily be spring-like, wherever you are. Perhaps you were on spring break last week and you got a chance to enjoy a vacation. There has been a lot already going on this month, particularly as we look at what's going on in our legislative systems and in the sports world. In particular, I'm very thoughtful about what happened in Tennessee with our legislature. So I think that we're right on target (laughs) with our series this month entitled, You Thought I Was Worth Saving. Last week we discussed, I don't know how to fix them. I know a lot of people frequently will ask me how to address someone who they think could benefit from mental health services or addressing some of their behaviors that are unhealthy. And so in that episode, I talked about some strategies for people who may or may not be willing to make the changes uh, that we perhaps desire. Today, we are getting into one of my favorite topics Um, So we're closing out this series talking about worth and the things that affect worth in different ways and shame and guilt are, you know, that's my jam. Um, And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today in our episode entitled The Guilt and Shame of It All. So a lot of people ask me, and I know that you have likely heard this before, the difference between guilt and shame. Are they the same? Are they different? How do they affect us? Why do they affect us? And so it's important for us to understand that shame is very debilitating. It's super uncomfortable. It it occurs when we feel like we've made a mistake and it causes us to feel inadequate, um, evaluate ourselves negatively. It makes us more conscious uh, of ourselves. We're very self-focused after that. What am I saying? What am I doing? It interferes with us being able to be present. Uh, If you don't follow Brene Brown, um, she's a podcaster that I really enjoy, but she's also uh, a fellow mental health provider. And she describes shame as so intensely painful um, that it causes us to think that we're flawed and therefore unworthy of being loved or belonging. And it happens when we have failed to do something maybe that we thought we should be doing. And the thing about shame is we internalize it as it being something wrong with us, that we're flawed, um, that we are unlovable as a result of that. And so it becomes an identity, if you will, that we hang on ourselves like a coat that you can't take off. Now, The thing about guilt is, guilt is also something we feel after we've made a mistake. However, guilt is how we recognize that it was a behavior I engaged in. I did something bad, right? So in the difference between shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad, right? So they both evoke some feelings of negativity at times. But the guilt sometimes can inspire us to actually do something different. Like, I don't want to feel 
um, like my behavior is going to continue to be bad. Uh, and so I'm going to do something to change my behavior. Shame becomes who I am. And so because it's who I am, then it affects our cognitions. It affects how we see ourselves. Um, it uh, is so intrusive that it can be very difficult for us to even see ourselves in a different way. Um, it's not constructive. Guilt can be constructive, uh, right? So I, I apologize for something I did. I behave differently the next time. We've all done things that we've felt bad about doing. But because shame is so binding, then it allows us to disconnect from ourselves and others. Shame we want to hide in, right? So we've talked about before overeating and we overeat when we're by ourselves um, because we don't want people to see it. It feeds that shame. Like I'm disgusting. I'm dirty. I wouldn't want anybody to see me eating like this. Um, if I'm purging, I do that in isolation because I have shame associated. I don't want anybody to, to recognize that I'm weak um, and that I can't control things. Uh, when we're abusive to people, we have shame about it. We'll abuse them sometimes privately. We'll have a whole different persona when we're out in public because we don't want people to see uh, these flaws within us. Um, and shame does come from a lot of different places in our families. Uh, it could have been reinforced. Our churches um, tend to be a source of shame. It could be our social engagements we've had with other people. We've been out. People have said things that have made us feel shame. Uh, but it also can come from the standards we may have for our cultural group, um, the standards of um, social norms. It also can come from trauma. So let's talk about um, how shame and guilt can affect our worth. So as we talked about guilt, because it is more um, consistent with how we behave as opposed to internalizing who I am, uh, it can make us feel obligated, though. Right. And so I feel like I'm responsible for we've talked about this uh, with parents and taking care of adult children who are um, taking advantage of them, essentially, because they feel obligated. We've talked about um, feeling that sense of obligation to our parents. Well, um, I should be taking care of them because they're my, my parent. I should um, give these people money because they're my family. I should uh, continue to engage in this relationship with this person because they don't have anybody if I'm not um, in their lives. And so when we don't engage in what we feel obligated to do because of guilt, then it allows us to have that sense of feeling unworthy as if we didn't honor something that um, we should be doing. So guilt is, to me, a manifestation of the shoulds. And often those shoulds have been established also. It could be from family, um, could be from cultural norms and expectations that are placed on us. It can definitely come from emotional manipulation. Uh, we do know that oftentimes people will use fear, obligation, and guilt in order to get us to... Uh, not have boundaries with them. And so, and I don't do things, people make me feel bad about it because I'm not doing what they want me to do. I feel responsible for them. So that's how guilt can show up and affect um, how we see ourselves. Now, shame um, has, uh, to me, more of a range. Uh, so shame can be that self-blame, but it also can manifest itself in blaming others, shaming other people. It can come out as anger, wanting to control people, 
Um, we can doubt ourselves and be dependent and have difficult with boundaries. Um, but it can also cause us to have a lot of contempt for other people. Um, it can cause us to want to attack people because of how we feel about ourselves. And so it can lead to the insecurities. It can lead to the jealousies. Uh, shame can also stifle our creativity. And in addition to making us feel unworthy about ourselves, it can also allow us to feel like we're just not going to ever be enough. We'll never be adequate. And so not only my present feeling, but also my future. What, you know, what am I actually capable of being able to do when I feel ashamed? Again, paralyzing. So sometimes I don't feel like there's anything else that I can do. Shame also feeds, uh, we've talked about before, that's perfectionism. So if I uh, can't do it to this level, then I'm not worthy. Um, and I'm ashamed that I'm not able to do that. Why? I used to be able uh, to be successful in this area. I used to be able to do this without difficulty. I feel like I'm not the person that is able to handle things in the same way. And so what do I do? I shrink. Um, I isolate myself, withdraw from people. And in the shame, I'm going to do things to numb that feeling. We don't like uncomfortable emotions. So where are we going to do avoidance-based behaviors? That's when the addiction comes into play. That's when self-harm can come into play because I don't feel good about myself. And so I'm not deserving to be treated well uh, by myself or to be treated well by other people. And so it can show up in environments such as work. We've talked about the imposter syndrome on one end of the spectrum, but also that we can be over-responsible. And this is where uh, we tend to try to people please. We tend to try to take on things uh, because we don't feel good about ourselves. We feel ashamed. And so we're trying to compensate for that by going on that other side of trying to take on things. And then I'm not doing the well because I'm taking on uh, too much. And then I'm ashamed because now I'm being called out about like, hey, I thought you said you could handle all of these things. And in essence, I couldn't. And this confirms for me that I'm not worthy, that I'm not capable, that I'm, I'm damaged, I'm inadequate. It also can affect us with regard to how we receive constructive feedback. So I'll hear it as criticism. I won't be able to separate out that this is talking about my performance and not talking about me as a person. It can affect our social relationships because again, we can go from being critical to people pleasers, being controlling and abusive to being dependent and overly sensitive in relationships. And so we end up again, being on this loop of where we're having these difficulties with all kinds of people, whether it's work relationships, interpersonal relationships with friends, dating relationships, and our, our uh, engagements with church members or community organizations, constantly feeling attacked, feeling as if people are talking about us, feeling as if people are, are trying to shame us because these are the things that we really feel about ourselves. And so what we're doing is we're projecting them onto other people. Um, it also can affect our goals. We'll self-sabotage because, again, I don't feel like I'm deserving. I don't feel like I'm good enough. And so I'm going to do things that will confirm this belief that I have about myself because shame can be all-consuming and it can show up in anxiety and depression um, and rumination that affects our sleep at night. And also, as we've talked about, these self-destructive behaviors end up domino affecting in all aspects of our lives. So now I feel like I don't have any area that hasn't been affected by shame. 
So what do we do about it? How do we address this guilt and shame? Um, so a lot of these things you'll hear me say repeatedly. You're like, do you have any other skills? These things work. And so I know we frequently talk about having compassion for ourselves, giving ourselves grace, being loving and kind to ourselves because it works. Because underneath this component of me not feeling worthy, my self-esteem being low, me not feeling as if I'm deserving is because I think that I should be living up to a standard that may not be realistic. I'm going to make mistakes. I won't get it right all the time. And interestingly, it is much easier sometimes for us to give other people grace when they make mistakes than it is to give ourselves grace because we recognize that person was tired. They were overwhelmed. They were doing the best that they could be, they could do. But with us, you're a mess. You don't ever get things right. You're constantly screwing things up. You are nothing but a mistake. Right? And so that self-loathing contributes to how we see ourselves. So that's why the affirmations and the empathy are so very important. It's important that I love myself enough to be kind to myself when I'm giving myself constructive feedback, but I'm not criticizing or demeaning myself. I can say, hey, you know, now that I've had some time to reflect, there was a different way I could handle that. And I can go to a person and address that. But when I sit and I ruminate in the shame and I internalize it, then all it does is feed the negative core beliefs I have about myself and also doesn't give me an opportunity to recognize that that was just a behavior in that moment and not a reflection of who I am as a person. It is important that we do identify our shame triggers. Being wrong, making a mistake, maybe I asked for help and somebody made me feel as if that was something I should have known how to do. Maybe I spoke up on behalf of something. I was assertive in a moment, but I was dismissed or perhaps I felt rejected when I stepped up. Um, maybe when I'm vulnerable and I put myself out there, I feel like a target for people to attack me. And it can absolutely be very uncomfortable for us to acknowledge we made a mistake, for us to make a mistake, to ask for help to speak up because what it does is it puts an opportunity for others to be able to give us some feedback that we may perceive as negative, right? So this speaks to being able to constructively challenge our perceptions. Whatever I perceive affects how I believe. So someone may be saying to me in a very loving way, like, hey, um, there might've been a better way to do that. Have you considered this? Offering support and suggestions, not saying um, you mess things up. Why are you here? Why do they hire you? Um, all you do is cause problems and chaos and confusion. But if that's what I believe in my head, that's what I'll hear when this person gives me feedback. And so being able to take a step back and listen. Sometimes it's important that we give ourselves time to actually hear and process what a person says through the lens of which they said it, unfiltered or filtering out the negative lens that we have about ourselves. So it's important that we challenge that self-talk. Self okay, is that what they actually said or is that what I heard because of the space that I am in right now? It is important that we express our emotions. So when we shrink, when we retreat in, it fuels the shame, it fuels the guilt. So it's important for me to express something hurt my feelings 
or maybe I was confused about or didn't understand. Maybe I didn't know how to handle that situation and I handled it as best as I thought, but now I've gotten new information. So I want to be able to address that I was embarrassed. I want to be able to address that perhaps I should have known that information and I am ashamed that I didn't, right? So I can talk about that and release it because what helps you not be bound by shame is letting it go, right? So I'm going to actually deal with these emotions instead of avoiding them or trying to numb them. And yes, they are uncomfortable, but if I learn to sit with this discomfort, can soothe myself, can support system, grounding techniques, breathing, journaling, all of these things that we have talked about before will allow me to be able to express these emotions and deal with them. I can work through it, but I have to give myself an opportunity to be able to confront something and not run it. Healthy boundaries are vital. I talk about boundaries a lot because boundaries is one of those areas where people continue to struggle, even if they're relatively healthy. But when we are ashamed, we definitely struggle with boundaries because we don't feel worthy of having them. We don't feel like we're going to be heard. We don't feel like anybody is going to see us. Um, we're already in this space of seeing ourselves in these very negative ways. So we think other people see us in that way, too. So why bother? But boundaries are very important because they allow us to recognize that we can, in fact, manage our behaviors. And we are more than just our mistakes. So boundaries and assertive communication are important when trying to undo the damage that shame and guilt cause. So I don't have to be obligated to do something that is going to put me in danger, that is going to cause me financial distress, that is going to cause chaos and confusion in my home, that is going to interrupt my ability to be well. And it is absolutely okay and necessary for me to sometimes be able to say no and to offer alternatives just because someone makes a suggestion for, of something for you to do doesn't mean that you have to necessarily do it, even though guilt and shame might tell you that you don't have any other recourse in that moment. And again, this leads to identity. Identity or the lack of identity is one of the things that fuels shame and guilt in a very significant way. It's important that we are a self-realized person. First, know thyself. So if I have an identity outside of my job, if I have an identity, identity outside of my relationships, if I recognize that my worth isn't tied to what I do, then I will not be bound to shame and guilt because I recognize that who I am is enough. And so I don't have to do these other things in order. I don't have to have the perfect weight. I don't have to have the glamorous home. I don't have to have um, over 10,000 followers on my social media page in order for me to be valued. So I don't have to be ashamed when I'm still renting and I haven't owned a home yet. I don't have to be ashamed that I had a marriage that didn't fail out or maybe that didn't work out or maybe more than one. I don't have to be ashamed when I failed a course or perhaps needed to stop going to school to attend to some other things. And so now I'm back at it, but I'm 10, 20 years older than maybe some of my peers. Right. So when I recognize that, hey, I'm doing this for me, I'm investing in myself, then that allows me not to be caught up in that guilt shame cycle. Sometimes it is absolutely necessary that we have a guide 
to be able to see ourselves through the shame, to be able to manage the guilt in ways that are constructive. And that might be a, a coach, it might be a therapist, um, but it's important that I have that guidance and that structure. You knew I was gonna get this plug for therapy in because that also gives me accountability. What happens is when we're in our heads, mama used to say, you think long, you think wrong. So the more I think about it, the more I'm fueling that shame, the more I'm fueling that guilt, the more I'm affecting my worth. When I have someone who can give me different information, who can challenge me in a constructive way to perceive a situation different, to recognize my value and worth and identity, then it breaks up that shame guilt cycle. That's why social support networks are very important. It matters who you are talking to. What we input is very important, whether that's what someone is saying to us directly, what we're looking at and receiving through our social media, or what we're listening to on the radio. All of that matters because you're taking that in and it's becoming a part of the narrative that you have. So if it is supporting the shame narrative or the guilt narrative, then that's gonna sustain it, right? Because whatever grows is what we feed. And so we're feeding this shame and this isolation and this guilt and this obligation. And so it's important for us to be able to challenge that, which leads me to forgiving yourself. It is imperative that you learn how to forgive yourself, just like it's important for you to forgive others. We've talked about that forgiveness is for us and that goes for us forgiving us too. That's for you as well. Because if you're holding on to things about you and fueling this narrative that you're unworthy, that you're unkind, that you're untrustworthy, um, that you're not worthy of love, that you're not deserving of things, then you're not going to ever be able to reach your ultimate goals or even be able to have goals because you won't be able to see past your shame. And so it's important that you forgive yourself for that mistake. That you forgive yourself for choosing someone over yourself. That you forgive yourself because you missed out on that important information that turned out to be a red flag. That you overly trusted somebody who was doing things that were destructive to you. That you stayed in a relationship much longer than you would have liked to. And that it did some damage as a result. Right. So forgiving ourselves and recognizing that I did the best that I knew how to do in that moment with the skills I had at the time. I've gotten different skills. I can make different decisions because again, the mistake isn't a reflection of who I am. It's just a reflection of what I did. So relieve yourself, release yourself from the guilt shame cycle. You are enough even when you don't get everything right. Be well.